shining a beacon on the bazaar. Smashing day, isn't it, today? Sunshinings, dolphins are frolicking. There's a lot of dolphins, though, isn't there? There is, isn't there? There haven't been no trouble for a while, but yeah, there is. There's quite a few packs of them out there. Pods, is it? Pods pods of dolphins, yeah, Yeah. that's it. There's quite a few pods of dolphins out there. Yeah, that that one's looking over over here, isn't it? It is, yeah. How many times the male or female are happy? Um... It's hard to tell with dolphins. Yeah, I think I think the size, you know. Tell you that one looking, it's a beautiful specimen, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a nice dolphin. Okay, it's the shape of it. You know, it's really kind of got that curvy waist and stuff. Curvy waist. Oh, give it away. Hiya, hiya. What? Oh, you can shake your slipper back at me, Aki. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yeah. That's a bit. Are you sure? It's a bit lucky. Look, 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 let's get this straight, right? Dolphins can't be giving you gla- Hang on, it's got lipstick on as a dolphin. <laughs> tell you, it's a looker. It's not a looker, right? Right, we've only one thing yeah, for it. Go no, right, one thing for it. it. Yeah! Oh! We'll have none of that. Oh, you've been on, shit. You've been on island to one man, you're starting oh, fancying yeah. dolphins. Oh, would it? How are we going to go over then, our kid? Jeez, oh. I need to go to Mayland and go to that uh, that special place, I think. Uh, yeah, come on. What, fishmongers? I'm <laughs> <laughs> not Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me mind of it, I can do something. Oh, dear, what you need to do, you need a little bit of a break from Kraken Cove. Yes. But what you can do with it, the best way to have a bit of a bit of a break is just to, for me to do a bit of casting. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, what you need is a nice little podcast called oh. Kraken Cove. The podcast that shines a beacon on the bazaar. And I'm Matt. And I'm Benny. And we're going to cast out our uh, our beam, our ray of light oh, out yes. onto some amazing stories. But this one, we're having a bit of a special. Oh. So we're, we're sort of like keeping it to wildlife. Ah, oh, like uh, yeah, 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 we're keeping it to wildlife this week. What, so. Cryptology, is that the word? A little cryptozoology, some oh, cryptos, it, yeah. some stuff just weird nature in, in and of itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, I think we we might be sort of like veering towards the cryptozoological at times here. Juicy, so. juicy. But before we get started, one thing I do want to say is we're coming up to October. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about that holiday. So what we would like to ask is if there's any of the listeners out there got any spooky stories, ghostly goings on, actual true life encounters with the weird, um, if you'd be able to get in touch with us at uh, crackandcovepodcast at gmail.com uh, and if you search for Crack and Cove on like on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all those sort of places, yeah, you better yeah. get in touch with us too. So if you know of somebody as well who might know a story, or even if you just heard a great story that we can pass on, we'll, we'll see if we can That's track it. it down. We can do like emails, phone calls, we can do anything. I'll come see you, Matt will come see you, you yeah, don't do anything. Yes. Give us a spooky tale. Don't do a full month again. I'm going to try. I'm going to see yeah. where we are because obviously it's a bit tricky with uh, with working at the cove and stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we are very busy in the winter time. Busy, busy Double boys. the shine when it's the dark night. Yes, but we're going to do our best. But the good thing is as well, for we've got a, we're going to have a very special prize. Not going to announce it yet, but we've got a really quite a rare prize oh. to give out to what we might think who's is the best story. I think. Ain't anything of mine. This prize. Is no, it? no, it's not. It's actually a book. It's a oh. really good book, but it's a very rare book, um, and it's hard to get hold. Of and I have a copy to give away to uh, 
to what we see as being the best that's story. brilliant I yeah. like that for the spookiest of them spooky months yeah that's it spooky 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 months so look, we might even put it out to our listeners to, to say who's the uh, yeah, favourite story is, you know. system, yeah. but until then so like I say get your stories in but until then let's uh, let's get casting oh hi <laughs> kid the uh, first boat out of the harbour today right it's a little bit of something in the news that i've seen which i thought might interest you Lovely. right is um a woman has been banned from a belgian zoo right of unhealthy relationship with a chimpanzee <gasps> whoa what do you mean right so this is a, from the news 18 website but this is everywhere this yeah. is this is everywhere is this story quite rightly it should be as well in the cheeto one is it it's actually called cheetah oh is it the cheeto crisps one though uh, no, no, it isn't that one. Ah, I know, yeah. no, 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 it's not that one. No, it's, this is a Belgian woman, right, who claimed to have an affair with a chimpanzee. Oh. Has been banned from the zoo where the primate is living. The woman, Aidy Timmermans, has been visiting the chimpanzee cheetah for the last four years at the Antwerp Zoo, where the animal first arrived 30 years ago. Oh. So this is a big yeah. old, you yeah. know, big old chimp is this woman. <laughs> the affair, according to Timmermans, Involved her and the primates waving and blowing kisses to each other. It's like me bloody dolphin. What's going on here? <laughs> Jesus. I love the animal and he loves me. I haven't got anything else. Why do you want to take that away? We are having an affair, I'll just say. Timmermans told local news TV, ATV. And that was reported by Lad Bible as well. So it's like, you know... <sighs> But the Antwerp Zoo has now banned a presence near the enclosure of their facility, reasoning the growing closeness between the two has distanced the chimpanzee from his group. Whoa. So the, the issue they have, right, is that because if it, it, chimps are such a close-knit society... You know imagine I mean? she's there all the time, and I take it. Well, she, she's going about once a week, ah, right. right? But I think it's because that chimp's thinking, you know what I mean? It's I've like, got a new... Yeah, new that's, that's the girl I want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amy Timmermans. Never mind these airy ones. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, you know. So, But apparently he's been having a bit of trouble with some of the other chimps anyway. I think they've been uh, duffing him over sort oh, of thing, right? Geez. He's a bit of an outcast as it is. So I think yeah. he's what he's probably doing is sort of trying to form bonds with another pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there she is, waving away with her handbag oh. and lipstick, ready to go. So we hadn't like reached through and slipped her a digit or all that. <laughs> <laughs> just like, the affair bit. Where's that yeah. going? So there's not been there's no physical contact in between these two. No physical contact yeah. here. Well, thank God. I know. That's I mean, rip her head off. I mean, the rip faces off. I mean, this is what I can't figure out, which makes it so batshit crazy. Now I feel sorry for her because she says she's nothing else. The yeah. only thing she has is a once weekly visit to a chimpanzee. Oh god, that's so sick. That is weird, isn't yeah, it? Really and do you Ill. think she's thinking about the chimpanzee all the time when she's not there? Oh, having little dreams. Oh, a of, uh, oh. You can buy all sorts of kind of tackle nowadays, <laughs> can't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Out squid ones and all the like donkey ones and chimpanzee stuff. sex oh. ass. <laughs> Like big red swallow thing. Oh, stings. Chimps are notoriously flipping lunatic, aren't ah, they? They're, they're, they're proper evil, they really are. Yeah, uh, and the idea of actually, you know, being in a room thinking, right, I'm going to get it on with this chimp now, with Cheetah. Amy Timmerman's there in, you know, in a stockings and suspenders ready to oh, rumble, right? Oh, God. And she's just put in a room with that chimp. 
It's not going to turn into a love affair. Not in at all. It's not going to say, come to me, my chimpanzee lover. Oh. It's going to go, oh, dogs, I'm getting flashed. I that story about the red chimp on the dark net. I don't think we should go into that. Well, you have mentioned something about that before, but let's not even think about that. You can do your own research, people. (laughs) Don't go too far. (laughs) Do you know something? I wouldn't even know how to get onto the dark. I I know know how to do it, but I'm never going to do it at all. You know what I mean? I just watched the. Do you think some people just spend the time on the dark web? I think so. I think that's a big thing. I mean, the internet's bad enough. Everything's on there. Exactly. Yeah. The dark web. I think that's the full well, non-season evil ones. <laughs> oh, God. Chimp lovers. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. But you're right, though, in her delusional mind, would she just get into the enclosure if she'd given half a chance, you know what I mean? If there were a doll there with him, with Cheeto next door, would she oh, go into the door? Oh, God. God. Well, she, she probably would. She's oh, obviously, she's obviously deranged. It is, in, like you said, yeah. what, a, what a poor lonely life she's got. And the thing is, as well, I mean, I do like, I mean, I like wildlife creatures, are lovely, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And chimps can be quite quite noble beasts, but you can, don't turn and look at a chimp and go, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lost it a bit, aren't I? Woo! <laughs> so it's, it's not great, that, is it? It isn't no. great at all. So my recommendation there is, you know, just swerve it. Don't yeah. don't go in there. Don't go into the into the enclosure. Yeah. The, the, but the one thing with little update is they have banned. They had banned, but they haven't now. They're sort of trying to discourage her. Right. That's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to sort of say yeah. it. it sounds cruel banning her, but she does need to get another pastime, doesn't she? she? Needs to get into something else. You know, like remove horses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really pretty yeah, horses. Yeah, yeah, safer out there. She does need a hobby though. You yeah. know what I mean? She's someone really should guide and say, look, how about like this self group or something? There must be more people like her. And, I don't care what anybody says. There's somebody out there for everyone. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, There's definitely. some really ugly fuckers kicking yeah, about. You yes. know what I mean? Be glad of hope. Yeah. So Amy Timmermans, what she needs to do is get us off on flipping Tinder or something. Yeah, and hairy uh, men or something. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're looking for a really hairy, ugly yeah. man with no clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Quite a large forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where likes to wear dungarees and drinks tea. <laughs> PG. <laughs> So for those who don't know, that used to be a very popular thing in England. I don't know if it was anywhere else, where they used to have their chips tea parties at the zoo, right? <laughs> Which I just think, again, sounds insane. Oh, did they actually do that? Yeah, they used to have chips tea parties, right? But then it was it was PG Tips, was a, uh, a tea brand. And their entire thing was um, the PG Tips monkeys, or the chimps, yeah. weren't they? And they had these chimps carrying on doing all sorts of stuff, having tea parties, driving tricycles. Well, the truth is they're absolutely drugged off their heads, weren't yeah. they? Tranked out of their little hairy brains. Yeah, but that's the only way you can get safely get close to a chimp, if yeah. you're honest. Oh, you massively. Know? Putting all lemon in the mouth and peanut butter so they look like they're talking. Yeah, and that's and it. Stuff. It's like, oh, God. I'm ready with a shotgun at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Come on, Bob, but oh, you're not doing it. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm glad that all that era's over anyway. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah. then again, we should we should stop taking advantage of chimps, and, and this yeah. woman's the same, you know what yeah, I mean? True. I mean, if she thinks she's having an affair with a chimp, she's wrongly, she's very badly mistaken. So. Funny with zoos, really. It's good that they're there and you see them, but do we really need them? I don't, um, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we do. Although Chester Zoo's a really good day out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go. Is that the one where you drive in and that? Yeah, that's but insane. Is that? Well, there's a safari park, but there is oh, a yeah. safari park bit to it. Yeah. But, but no, there is. Um, um, I have been done a few safari parks, but I know, I just like to go see the tapir. Oh, that's yeah. one of my favourite animals. What's like. that? 
it looks like a cross between like it looks like a dinosaur really. It looks like mm-hmm. a, like a cross between like a, like an elephant and a pig and a hippo. Is it all right? Funny no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fun fact about the tape. Yeah. yeah. Can suck itself off. Can it? And <laughs> yeah. does it? Yeah. All the time. That's <laughs> why I want to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> just curled up in a ball continuously. Oh, just reach around because it's got he's got what's called a prehensile dick, uh-huh. and it's 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 tool can wiggle around. And oh, like an elephant. Yeah, man, an elephant's cock's crazy. It can pick apples up. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> pick an apple and it's cock. I've seen it. It's fucking crazy. Picking apple. Oh my god, it might be trunk the apple, but it can move around. <laughs> Oh, what a thought, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we digress again, our kids. We digress. She's quite an interesting person, right? So she was born Margaret C. Howe in 1942 and is a volunteer naturalist from St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Right. And in the 1960s, she took part in a NASA-funded research project in which she attempted to teach a dolphin named Peter to understand and mimic human speech. She mimic speech? Not she understanding was te- sign language. <laughs> trying to get a dolphin to talk. Trying to get to yes exactly trying to get a dolphin wow. to talk what I, I think what it was is because in the 1960s the space race was absolutely at its peak kind of thing the yeah, things yeah. were going mad I think a lot of people thought we are going to be going into space we are going to straight away meet aliens and we're yeah. going to have to learn to communicate wow, and right. so what they wanted to do is find another super intelligent animal yeah. and find out ways to connect with a creature which is far Alien. from human. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. yeah. So that was I think that was the real plan. Wow, what an interesting thing to do. Yeah, and it's it's and I think it's it is the way that the dolphin's brain works in a very different way to ours, but that's what the project was, right? Yeah. But as a child she was inspired by a book called Miss Kelly, a story about a cat who communicated with humans. And this inspired her to research teaching animals to speak human language. Wow. So that's sort of like um, a bit of a weird one, isn't it? <coughs> so when she was in her early 20s, she lived in the Caribbean island of St. Thomas, where she had a laboratory to research dolphins. The director of the lab, Gregory Bateson, allowed her to observe dolphin behaviour despite her lack of scientific training. So she just, this is like an area where you know, you're enthusiastic and into something, people yeah. say, you go for it, you know, here's, here's a lot of funding, right? <laughs> And at the lab, she met John C. Lilly, a neuroscientist with the California Institute of Technology. And he was building a research lab with funding from NASA and the US Navy, with the goal of speaking to extraterrestrial life forms. And in order to simulate the situation, he built a dolphinarium. What's right? that? A dolphinarium? It's a dolphin house flooded with water on St. Thomas. So this was a like. A dolphin house? A dolphin house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. so cute. You got a fridge and TV and shit. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's, right. it's, I think it's basically a series of pools, sort of, oh. a bit indoors. It's, it's, oh, I thought you were in a proper house and like flooded out. You were in yeah. indoors and a bit So there, Lily accommodated three dolphins two females named Sissy and Pamela, and one younger male bottlenose dolphin named Peter. 
All of them were taken from Marine Studios and being co-starring the television show Flipper. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in 1964, the Dolphinarium was fully functional, and as Lily was often travelling, he assigned Lovett to train the dolphins. The goal of the Dolphinarium experiment was to teach dolphins human language. And over a period of two years, Lily and Lovett, both with very different approaches, tried to prove that human language could be mimicked by dolphins. Lovett reasoned that if she lived with the dolphins and made human-like sounds, similar to how a mother teaches her child to speak, they would be more successful. And she tried speaking slowly and changing the pitch of her tone to help Pe Peter pronounce the words that she wanted him to learn. Wow. Lovett and the pubescent male dolphin Peter spent all their time together, isolated in the dolphinarium where she documented Peter's progress with her twice-daily lessons and encouragement to say the words, Hello, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But according to Lover, the M sound was extremely difficult for Peter to pronounce. <laughs> Come on. Without, without making bubbles in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? So he could do all the letters. But there was... Other problems that they came into other problems. Yeah, it could. It, it was learning to speak oh, with this dolphin, right? But there were complications. Uh -huh. Peter, being an adolescent dolphin, frequently had sexual urges. <gasps> oh, I knew it was going to get here. It always does. <laughs> which included rubbing himself on Lovett. The urges disrupted Peter's lessons, and taking Peter to a downstairs pool with two female dolphins proved to be a logistical issue for Lovett. Eventually, Lovett relieved Peter's urges herself. <gasps> so, stated, it wasn't sexual on my part, she claims. Yeah, I bet. Sensuous, perhaps. Oh! It seemed to me that it made the bond closer. Not because of the sexual activity, <laughs> but because of the lack of having to keep breaking. That's what she's claiming. Oh! And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. It would just become part of what was going on. Like a niche. <laughs> it did to scratch. And then we would move on. And an article titled Interspecies Sex, Humans and Dolphins appeared in the magazine Hustler that dramatised the situation and reflected badly on the research. <laughs> wow. So, in addition to Lovett's animal communication research, Lily had been funded to research the effects of the drug LSD. <laughs> <laughs> so the dolphin are offered tits and LSD. Lily had been testing the effects of the drug on subject dolphins with no results. Oh, wow. Right? Since neither his communication experiment nor his LSD research was proving fruitful, Lily's dolphinarium eventually lost all funding. And due to the lack of funding, they moved to be an abandoned bank building in Miami. Now, the thing is, right, when we sort of say that she was... The sex side of things became such a bond with them, really. What do you mean? Is she wanking it off? Or is she, is she letting the dolphin bone her? Well, this is, the, this is part of the issue, right? There's, there's rumours that she actually fucked the dolphin. Oh, my God. But, as you can imagine, that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Like, this is a sort of, like, I don't know, like a sort of 20-stone animal that's sort of just a solid muscle. Oh. And if that's getting its way and sort of, like, you know... but. 
I think most of the time what she was doing is she's basically jacking off a dolphin. Right? Well, I'm trying to picture her doing a dolphin though. It's quite, a, it's quite a gloriously obscene kind of picture this game. Being. The dolphin position, yeah. which is riding her around like so even swimming around and she's like coming out of water all orgasmic and that. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I'm thinking about my own dolphin again now. I'm a bit of a twitch. Yeah, we're supposed to be getting my mind off it, not on it. <laughs> Well, this is this is perhaps a word of warning from the past. <laughs> this is what'll happen. You know, what I mean? LSD shagging a dolphin. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds kind of even better. It sounds like quite a weekend, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, it must have been happening all the time. I mean, you, oh. she's she's basically just got used to it. She's basically jacking off a dolphin a couple of times a day, or even potentially having sex with it. Well, that dude got arrested at the Sea Life. I think I mentioned it before for jacking off a dolphin in the pool. You know, oh, right. Giving, it's like Bloody we do hell. down there, dolphin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Well, this actually isn't the only example of somebody having sex with a dolphin. Oh, my God. There's a man, and he had sex with a dolphin called Dolly for a year. What? And he claims that she seduced him. <laughs> Ring any bells? <laughs> well, she was looking at me first. She waved the flipper. So, Malcolm Brenner is a self-confessed zoophile who claims he had an affair with a dolphin called Dolly after she seduced him. Now 68, Malcolm was still a student when he embarked on the relationship with Bottlenose Dolphin in the 1970s. He has written a novel called Wet Goddess. <laughs> Self-publish? Yeah. <laughs> Which tells the story of a young man who has a sexual relationship with a dolphin called Ruby while he's working at a theme park. Well, at least he's uh, blanked name out Dolly, you know, just for, yeah. for an embarrassment. <laughs> what? Is, he said, I wrote this book for dolphins because we are mistreating these animals by keeping them in captivity. Well, right? dolphins can't read. What do you mean you're <laughs> doing it with dolphins, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> he was a keen photographer and was allowed to take pictures in the pool at a former theme park in Sarasota, Florida, where he lived. The student was allowed to swim with the dolphins, and he soon formed a close bond with Dolly. Oh, wow. He said, I was given free access to the dolphins, and I became friends with her by going swimming with her. She was very special. Malcolm claims Dolly announced her intentions towards him by positioning herself so he was rubbing against her. He said, at first I discouraged her. I wasn't interested. After some time I thought, if this was a woman, would I come up with these rationalizations and excuses? And Malcolm insists Dolly became more and more aggressive in her pursuit of him. He said, I found that extraordinarily erotic. It's like being with a tiger or a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, erotic. Yeah. What are you on about? This is an animal that could kill you in two seconds if it wanted to. <sighs> then one night after the theme park closed, Malcolm says he and Dolly eluded the male dolphin so they could spend time alone and eventually had sex for the first time. Oh, you're Basically, you're in, it's, in your, it's getting aggressive because you're getting you know, to slip a finger and then it's like... He, he, any males left alone with anything, <laughs> it's just like, you absolute wrongers. But they will put their cock into anything, it won't is, they? in it, though. You name Jesus. it, you look for anything, yeah. and the bloke's got his dick in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he says, 
There's something quite transcendental about making love with a dolphin. Whoa, that's heavy on my Eddie's heart, man. I can't it's think about it. It's just too much, isn't it? God. <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is what is repulsive about a relationship where both partners feel and express love for each other. I know what I'm talking about here because after we made love, the dolphin put her snout on my shoulder, embraced me with her flippers, and we stared into each other's eyes for about a minute. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. and stared into each other. You're dreaming that, mate. You're fucking wrong. Then. Yeah. This was, he says this was not some dog trying to hunt my leg, right? <laughs> this was a 400-pound wild-born female dolphin. She was an awesome creature. But nine months after Malcolm began his relationship with Dolly, the park closed and she was moved elsewhere. And it sent the young student into a spiral of depression. Oh, like you're wrong an axe. Mm. Where's the tuppence on a dolphin? It's kind of underneath. It's sort of like... like halfway up its tail, I'm thinking, underneath. It's, yeah, that kind of place, well, yeah. Like little, oh, my God, that's just so wrong. So oh, Matt, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, Malcolm claims that the separation from the dolphin, right, also had a devastating impact on her because she died shortly after she was moved and Malcolm firmly believes she committed suicide by voluntarily stopping breathing. No, Ian, it's probably some disease that you've given it, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Giving it clap. <laughs> <laughs> she can't eat your own. The relationship didn't break any laws as bestiality was only banned in Florida in 2011. <laughs> Whoa, 2011? You could just yeah. do what you wanted. But Malcolm has since been married twice but also describes himself as a zoophile and says he has had a previous sexual experience with a dog. Oh! Oh, oh mate. You know how them marriages ended? Yeah. I never told you this, love. About my old pet dog yeah. and the dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> and the dolphin. See ya. Yeah. You're fucking wrong. Hey, would you dress up for us tonight, love? A bit of a... What was it? Got a big dolphin costume. <laughs> you lay around and go... Oh, go, 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 go. That's it. That's it. Staring into my eyes. Yeah. Oh, God. But here's the right burner when he opens a can of tuna, doesn't it? <laughs> Friendly. Oh, Remember with Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> smells like a two. <laughs> Just wrong, in it? you got wow. all your wires crossed there. It you know is, I, mean? I think that must be it, wires crossed. Because all right, him saying that it happened naturally, but not twice one with a dog and one with it yeah it's like eating a dog humping where you know that feeling about a dog humping your leg because you've been there already it's, it's, you? it's horrible I oh, hate that it's just wow it's out there isn't yeah, it? how does that happen absolutely horrible but the thing is there was a case in, in the UK where there was a dolphin that was swimming wild off the coast of the UK you know right. I mean, people were swimming out to it and sort of swimming with dolphins and yeah. it became like a real big thing but this dolphin started getting a bit randy. Oh. We, 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 we were trying to bang our lasses over it. We were swimming with it. Wow. Desperate, tail were out. and it, oh, it really? off. Yeah, yeah. God. And it's one of the only animals that um, has been found wanking yeah. with another animal. Yeah. So, oh, you mean it gets, so, a, it gets like, like a, a fish sometimes or something, or something yeah. like that. It'll get, oh. like, get like a haddock or something like that and, and try and bang it. And Tom Cruise again. <laughs> <laughs> I've not read this rumour anyway. And yeah, no, it's, 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 I won't say it's, it's allegedly true, you know. But he fucked a fish. He's doing it all the time. Once he gets that urge that he went to Scientology to get rid of that urge that he's got, they've kind of said to him, right, you'll go, when you get that urge, go bang a fish and then you'll feel really guilty. And every time you get that urge, oh, no. you're thinking of a smashed up dead fish, you know what I mean, covered in splooge. Uh, that's what, what allegedly happening, you know, Scientology. Oh, that's what I've been reading God. on the dark web. <laughs> 
Well, as you always say, like with uh, with animals and things like that, you know, and especially like I say with uh, with rats, they yeah. say you know you're not too far away from rat anything. Yeah, they say that. Yeah. Especially in places like London, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just absolutely packed with it. And tell you where it's bad for rats is Bradford. Yes. It's really bad. Yeah. Do you know why it's really bad? Is for, for that because it, well, I don't know. because there's a lot of um, large uh, large Muslim communities are there. So um, there's a belief there that not to waste sort of like uh, not to waste food. All right. So yeah. it's like the idea of like you know, throw, you know like throwing food in the bins sort of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's actually nice. It'll leave it out for other animals and creatures to yeah. so they can eat it. You know. But unfortunately, that has had a massive. Impact and that rats, the rat population there is massively exploding. Wow, I think people man. are doing a lot less now. I think they're realizing how about regging yeah. all the rats a bit here. So yeah. it's like it's not the wisest thing to do. But you know, it used to be a very common thing. You'd got like uh, stale chapatis was the male sort of main wow, thing you'd yeah. find out and about. And while I used to kick around Bradford in the nineties, the rat side size of the rats was amazing. Oh, it was just literally sort of like the. They were just immense oh, with these no. rats, and it was from feeding on, you know, chapatis. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it's, it's a high, uh, it's high sort of uh, calorific food. Yeah. So you're supercharging these rats, which you used oh, to sort of like, you know. Get. But these, um, if we think we've got an issue with rats in the UK, these are the, the province of Alberta in Canada, right? What? Is a massive, is a massive area, right? It's a huge territory is Alberta, Canada. Yeah. So. To the nearest million, how many rats do you think there are in Alberta, Canada? That's a bit of a weird one. I'm going to go heavy. I'm going in heavy. Eight million rats. Eight million rats. Yeah. There are none. What? <laughs> there are no rats in Alberta, Canada. Right? Just trillions of cats. It is the <laughs> largest inhabited area on the planet that is rat free. There are no rats in, in Alberta, Canada. Is it totally secluded by mountains, frozen mountains or something? No, it's just the decided, right? That the Agricultural Pest Act of Alberta, 1942, authorised the Minister of Agriculture to designate as a pest any animal that was likely to destroy crops or livestock. So what they did was they just went, they went mad on it. And they just started, so between 1952 and July 1953, more than 140,000 pounds of arsenic trioxide powder was treated, used to treat 8,000 buildings on 2,700 farms in an area 12 to 31 miles wide. Now, the reason why they're going for the houses and things, right, is because you don't get rats living in rural areas. You don't go, say, for example, if you went out into the uh, onto the moors, yeah. right, you won't find a rat. What about the fields and that? What cornfields? They're living amongst there, yeah. but what what they'll be doing in the cornfields? The rats live with us. That's how they've always lived. Yeah. It's a total coexistence with humans. So if you were to again go out into the wild forests of Alberta, there'd be no rats living wild, but they'll be living. They live near where we are. They eat what we eat. 
they eat our waste, and that's what rats do. So if you were to all rats, yeah. Oh, well, not not all rats. Sorry, no. There is certain species of like as a yeah. giant rat, which um, that lives. It's quite nice actually. Is that giant rat? You know, yeah. uh, it's that that lives in the wild. But the particular species of rat, yeah, which, that one. The, the, yeah, they sort of like the well, not the black rat. It's like a grey rat. Ratus ratus is what it's like. Yeah. The it's like that rat in Thailand, you know, corn yeah. rat, and they said you always know, eat a rat with yellow teeth. If it's not got yellow teeth, don't eat it. I'm like, why? So because it's eating all corn, it's dyed its teeth. Yeah. It's such that you know that it's the only diet that that rat's had is corn. I couldn't eat rat. It wasn't as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it's very like gamey. You know what I mean? Especially oh. uh, <laughs> with tail, it got popped up like pork scratchings. You know what I mean? That were all right with tail. Oh. Uh, but you know he's got his leg and that he's fucking eating his leg. We're like fucking hell, this is mental. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully, I've got it all on video. The whole I've process. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was the most revolting thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> Worst bit when he first came because they had the little crossbow bolts in them. They're like hung on like that, a broomstick. Is that how you hunt them with a the crossbow? He was this particular bloke. Well, yeah, that's how he did it. And, was, and did you buy the rats off him or did? Well, he? mother did. She was like, you know, our lassie's mum. She was just like, oh, young, young, what you got there? A lot of rats. I love them. We've got guests. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Giant snails are worse than rat though. Anyway, we digress. Giant, giant snails? Yeah. Have you eaten giant snails? Yeah, they're absolutely disgusting. Absolutely minging our kid. I couldn't bear it. I couldn't even pretend I was going, oh, <laughs> I really like looking at me. I was like, you, these are ears. Absolutely vile. No I'm, matter what you did with them, you know, they were just like munching yeah, straight. I don't, I don't like a whelk. You know when you get yeah, them, I can eat. I cockles like and mussels and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I love all that, but it well. I could only have one. I couldn't have a bowl full. But yeah. I'll ask, oh, she, she, when she found whelks over it, you know, at East Coast, she was just yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, can I have them frozen? She was buying bags of them. Really? <laughs> her and Tom were like full munching into all of them. Oh, bleak. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's a bit. He looks so crunchy. Do you know what yeah. I always think of? Imagine if you got like an apple core, right? Yeah. And scooped out all the workings here in her ear. Oh, that's why I always think of whelks. Yeah, like. <laughs> isn't it all cartilage and yeah, yeah. crunchy? Yeah. Vile, vile yeah. stuff. Mm. So no, basically what they did here, they just decided that's what we're going to do. So all premises with a control zone from Montana to Cold Lake are now inspected annually. Rat infestations are eliminated by uh, bait, gas or traps. Wow. Buildings are occasionally moved or torn down and in some cases rats are dug out with a backhoe or bulldozer. In the early days he also used shotguns, incendiaries and high explosives to control rats. It was a war zone. Man, it sounds it. Moving buildings and yeah. bulldozers in. Yeah. But these, uh, even now, you've got to watch out for rats in Canada. Yeah. That's in Alberta, Canada. That's what they do. They just got the, yeah. you, any you, sign, any sign, full and wars on again. Wars on again. That's yeah. it. It's war on rats. Wow, to get rid. And I don't think that would you know affect food chains. No, I don't think it would because it's a it's an invasive species. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it would. But I'm sure there's some creatures would benefit from the odd rat kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But then um, I don't know. And it could be a case that you know, is the our waste that we have kicking around. I don't know whether there's you know, the rats help us out by eating. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. They're just they're awful. They're so super sonic though, aren't they? The way they can climb, they can they, they can bite through concrete eventually. Yeah, you know well, I mean? I've, I've in, in one of my dealings with rats, I had to sort of renovate a deserted building. Yeah. 
and I had to dig out rats' nests. Uh, <coughs> why? <coughs> no, no, but, but it had been a restaurant years and years oh, ago, right? Jesus. And the hygiene in this place was, I, I'd been absolutely appalling, uh, you know. And do you know when you get your little complimentary mints on oh, your bowl yeah. and stuff uh, like that? Yeah, right. So I dug down into this thing, right, and found this rat's nest, right? And there was hundreds and hundreds of little mint sweetie wrappers. Oh. So on a night, what I'd been doing, it'd been going up onto the counter, taking down the mints, taking them into its little hole. Oh my God, I'm itching. Yeah, and it's been unwrapping them, chewing them up, and, and yeah. eating the mint out of oh. there. Could you have fresh its breath? Well, I was about to say, imagine working out with that minty breath, like, what the oh. hell? There's a rocking rat looking at you, yeah, right, minty oh, rat. nose has got. And there was hundreds of them in there. And that's what this rat had been doing. And it's uh, like, you know, but, but you admire them in a weird way. you just got to hear how resourceful they are. They are, they're absolutely fantastic creatures. And I know people keep them as pets. Yeah. And uh, my mate Joe, he, he's got pet rats. Uh, not for me. It ain't for me either. You know, yeah, they're clever. It's just when the wild rat is gross and they will eat you. If you were tied down, you'd just eat you up. You the would do, yeah. yeah. I always remember the scene in uh, 1984. Oh, I do. Oh, do it to her, do it to her, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that really shocked me when I got to that bit. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, Winston. And what the, basically what they did was they put like a box on his head mm. and in one compartment of the box was like a like a, like a a little see-through wall or a little, little mesh wall. Okay. And a starving rat that about to release it onto his face. It's going to go straight through your eye, Winston. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And it's like, and he, that's the thing that broke him. He says, you know, yeah. don't do it to me, do it to my girlfriend who yeah, I've got, you know. Yeah. And do you know, did you recognise a point later on in the book where he meets her in the park? Yeah, and they're kind of, and what, what do you mean by that? Go on. Because he meets her in the park later on. Also, and they're just right polite he to each other. They're just they're they're distant. distant, they just don't yeah. notice each other. The only thing he notices, she had a scar on her face. <gasps> so she didn't say it. Oh, shit, I didn't get that point. Yeah. He's straight up. Straight up. There's a scar on her face. Oh, so they let it go to and then I yeah. pulled it back off again, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, you can keep your rats. And if, uh, if there's any more rats oh. here, I'm moving to Alberta. Oh, I don't think we've got a rat on this island, though, have we? I think we're all right with that. Must no. swim over with Pete or something. No, it's like like Pete's underpants or something. <laughs> That's his wife. <laughs> For weeks in the fall of 1967, the cowboys rode from sunrise to sunset in search of the creature no one had ever filmed. Two rodeo men from Washington's apple country had travelled to Northern California's thick forest. They'd read headlines of unidentifiable footprints. The smaller cowboy was driven by a long obsession with a mythic beast known as Bigfoot. The other just liked to see things for himself. One late October afternoon near Bluff Creek, the men trundled on horseback, half a day's ride from the nearest signs of civilization. The sun shone bright, lighting the leaves all around them in a grand finale of orange and red and yellow. 
Roger Patterson rode in front, pausing his quarter horse to point his lens towards the leaves, the film chattering inside his rented 16mm Cine Kodak camera. When he finished, he took the camera into his saddlebag, leaving the leather flap open. Bob Gimlin brought up the rear. He rode a quarter horse, leading a pony loaded with supplies behind him. Patterson navigated around a bend where a large tree had fallen and jammed up by the nearby creek, its root system upturned and exposed like blind fingers reaching for an anchor. The horses saw it first. Patterson's reared, kicking and protesting, then Gimlin's. Less than a hundred feet away, the men saw why. A hulking, gorilla-like figure, covered in dark hair, hurried on two legs along the creek bed. Its sloped head and torso were pushed forward, its upper back hunched, thigh muscles rippling, long arms swinging, breasts exposed. <laughs> Patterson scrambled off his spooked animal, holding its reins just long enough to reach inside his saddlebag for the camera. Gimlin, a cowboy famous through the Yakima Valley for taming wild colts and running in breakneck suicide races, dropped the pack horse's rope and gripped the reins of his frightened pony to steady it. Patterson scrambled across the uneven ground, waving the camera in one hand, the film blurry as he ran. He stopped to crouch and steady himself and train the lens on the strange figure, the camera shaking from his breathing. Bob, cover me! He yelled over his shoulder to Gimlin, who rode towards the creek, dismounting his horse and drawing his rifle. The picture steadied as the creature, mid-stride, turned to look over its right shoulder. Just a glance before it disappeared into the forest. A skunky, rank odour hung heavy in the air. The whole affair was over in less than a minute. And that is the beginning of the famous Bigfoot movie, the Patterson Gimlin film. <laughs> We're there at last. <laughs> so, that was actually a great little piece of writing from a website called Outside Online. Mate, you actually put airs up on my arms, and that were exciting. That was really, really, you know, a lot of information put into you know, lovely little uh, paragraph. Good, good bit of writing, isn't it? Yeah. You know? So, so to bring people up to speed, and they'll probably know it already. If you were to just take to anyone Bigfoot movie, right? This is what you see, yeah. and it's basically about 15, 20 seconds. The whole film's about fifty-three seconds. But I know my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but the main piece that you see for yeah. the film, it's only about 13 seconds long, something yeah, like yeah. that. And basically what it is, it's just like an old dried creek bed, scrubby forest, yeah. and a large black figure striding away from the camera, looking over his shoulder before disappearing into the forest. Now, the thing we have here, right, is we're going a bit head to head, right? Because I think it's a man in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking poo-poo Jesus. Don't you poo-poo. Whereas Ben is absolutely convinced. I am fucking, like I said on the other episode, I am so convinced he can insert that rifle into me like I said, <laughs> aliens, yeah. for some weird reason. So, this is what we're going to do. We, we've decided that a bit of a heavy hitter. We're going to be a showdown. <laughs> So first of all, I'm going to invite Ben to sort of like state his case. Oh, you reckon we go first? Well, well it's nah, not fully go first. Because yeah, what yeah. I'm going to do is I want you, because if you believe it and I don't, I need yeah, you yeah. to tell me why you believe it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm happy with that. Let me just draw down the cinema screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go, projector on. Lovely. So right. I'm going to go to the film. You're right, it's about a minute long. Right. 
if you actually, I'm not going to go right into watching all of it, you know what I mean, but if you, there's a few cases, if you actually look at the whole film, there's loads of stuff on YouTube, you can look yourself, listeners, and yourself, Matt. Yeah. There's supposed to be a, a big, there's supposed to be two big foots in the film, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, right at the beginning of it, when the, the camera's wobbled up, basically, the Bigfoots are, is it Pad, Paddy or something? Patty or something? Patty, yeah. They're called the Bigfoot Patty, but Bigfoot's to the right-hand side and he's scooching round. If you look carefully, on, you know, completely frame by frame, there's another shape in the tree line. Right. And you see the back of its white foot, you know, the Bigfoot brings its foot completely up. Yeah, uh, you see show the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Showing its flat foot. <laughs> With its wrinkles, and you see that kind of just disappear into a tree, and then the camera in just one motion pulls up, and that's when the minute long. Oh, uh, right. One. So we'll just scrap that, you know what I mean? I'm going to park that because it's not clear imagery. Right. What I'm going to go for is my clip is about 23 seconds long. Right. And I'm using Patterson Gimli, this is on YouTube by the way, Patterson Gimli Bigfoot Film 60 FPS Stabilised Clear 4K Remaster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to get technical. So that's so, if you if you want to watch watch this, you can you can see it online. I'm watching it now. This is live now, I'm watching it. So it's just turning round now. It's that old one where it's turning. I'm just gonna do play the whole thing for Matt, then I'm just right. gonna reverse it and pause it on a particular scene. So right. Matt's seen it. I'm just going to go back. Right. And on this particular one, so watching the watching the Bigfoot striding away. It's looking over the pauses. Ugh! I missed it. Well, but main one for me, Matt. You you're so used to her turning and her hand comes up and it yeah. looks like her hands extended. It in it's actually closed. If you watch, you see that bit of tree there. That yeah. becomes the part of her hand. It's weird. Right. What the hell's that? It's just a branch in the background, but it makes it you know, the the image that you're so used to is distorted. Yeah. So my main one is people say it's a man in a suit. Right. So if we look at this, so two rodeo men have gone out there with a suit, and the apparently there is a bloke, a costume designer, that says he, he did one by mail order and he sent yeah. it to to one of them. Yeah, that bloke's full of shit and he's cashing in on it. So these two, it's Philip, Philip Morris, exactly, right. and he says he, he keep ringing him up. One of them keeps ringing him up. How can I make it look more realistic? Uh, and he says at one bit because it's, it's a bit Bob, Bob Artemis or some, some uh, Herod, oh Herod, Bob Hieronymus, yeah Bob Hieronymus. They say he's the man in the suit. He's got a pair of football um, shoulder, football shoulder yeah, pads in there. Yeah. He's got the shoulder pads on. They fucked about with suit about to make it look realistic. Popped him on. They've gone there, staged the whole thing. So these two. Rodeo drivers thought, wait a minute, let's make this suit really realistic. So if you look at that mark there, it's a ball patch where his hands move further right. up under his armpit or just lower than his armpit, a massive ball patch where his hand moves over, you know, so the friction, let's say if it is a proper monkey or they're very good at faking things. Right. We'll do these, in fact, let me just take a photo of that freeze frame so then yeah. I can load this onto... I'll, probably, I'll send you better ones, Matt, to be honest, yeah. but yeah, if you... Because I ain't got it actually on the perfect frame, you know what I mean? When you, even down on its thigh, you'll see lots of different ball patches on this. And yeah. that's one leaning against trees. You'll see it's bare arse in a minute, you know what I mean? And the back is uh, quite bald, you know, when it's been rubbing, you know, leaning, rubbing, you know, resting on its back. Right. Then the fur's quite good all over it. Well, well play, the, play the movie a bit more then, because the thing is, for me, it, it look, don't look as much, some ball patches, it looks like, yeah. See, it's bare ass. <laughs> well, you, you've got to remember, you see, the footage in grey. I mean, it's pretty good, but it's still very, very sort of 
pixelated. It's quite, you know. But can you tell where <coughs> fur is and where bald is? Um, thing is there for me. It could be, but it also could be some sunlight catching on it. It could be, you know. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing well, it. Which is fair. To, this is your opinion. You know, I mean, you have got a pair of glasses. Do you want to just scoot some glasses <laughs> further up your face, Arkin, and have one more look? At <laughs> right, I'm looking at this. I'm yeah. Seeing, yeah, I'm seeing a few patches on there, but that that don't. Now look at its gait, right? So I'm going to do it again, yeah, and right. I want you, you. You know where that stick is, don't you? When his yeah, hand yeah. comes up, I don't want you to look at anything else except for his thigh. Right. Okay. Okay. So playing it again, he's approaching it, and I want you to watch that shock wobble of muscle there. Yeah. Back and to the left. Back and... Oh, that's Kennedy, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you. I know you, where you're coming from, and it yeah. does look like... Muscle, like it, flesh. It, yeah, but the thing for, for my money is, it's, I, do, I don't think it looks... Right. I still think it looks like a suit to me. That, right? <laughs> How did he go? But, I, but then again, I also think it's not. I think it's quite close fitting. I think it's quite close fitting. That's the issue. I think. I think. It so is. you see, it's a really thin suit, and there's a massive man in that. Like I a, well, no, I you see. Now, for example, for the height wise, first of all, like Patson turned around and said, he he reckoned that the, the height of the. the Eight was. He says he was like six foot four to six foot six. So he's height. always increased the size of it. He's always increased. He's gone to seven foot six, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the height he's kind of increased it to. Is is, is the tall tale sort of like as it goes on? Yeah. Gimlin, on the other hand, has always insisted it was more like at most six foot high. Mm, no. All the footage of this that I've got, and I'll, I'll post all these details. I've got it on there. Yeah. Where they did an experiment a few years later, and they got a six foot five man. Yeah. To walk the same thing, and basically, you know, you've they've made him walk and do exactly the same thing. Yeah. And then they they put the Bigfoot walking next to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's basically Bigfoot walking into the shape of the man. Yeah. It's definitely taller than six five, and the broadness of it is shocking. Well, you know, I think I, I'm I'm still I've got to be convinced by that, and of course you've got to remember as well those a lot of the footage. Everyone's got an idea. They either want to debunk it or prove it's true. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's sort of like pushing that. You know, they've all yeah. got an agenda kind of mm -hmm. thing. You know, but for my money, the it, I don't right for a start as well. One thing I don't I don't like about it is it's got furry tits. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like it, or you think that's a... primates don't have furry breasts. Well, it's not a fucking primate. It's bigfoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Its feet are well fucked, you know, they're nothing mm. like a gorilla's foot or a, nearly like a man's foot, aren't they? In shoes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not Nikes, go on. Well, as, as well, it's the shape of the foot. I don't think it'd be like that either. I think, I yeah. think they've got like, Go I back think, to its tits, go on. Go right, back to its tits. Like, right, no primate has hairy breasts. Right. It doesn't happen, that's not yeah. how it works. The other aspect as well is. What? Chips <clears> and all other ones have got smooth. Yes. I never seen a chimp tit. How come I haven't seen some gorilla titties? Yeah. So it's like no, they they, they well they if you if they're, they're like bare leathery pads. Yeah. In fact, male chimps, they're basically roughly bare chested. It's it's mostly if you look at a gorilla's chest, it's oh, like a yeah, leathery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They have so, that exposed. Yeah. yeah. So, I do find this film very very interesting. I think mm. it's brilliantly done. I yeah. think the other the other issue as well is they. Um, is that the development of the film was an issue with this? Um, 
when they claim they did it, they say, oh, okay, I'm racing it in the town, say, bloody hell, we filmed it, get the film off yeah. in the post to get it exposed. The day they did it was a weekend they didn't expose on the weekend. Uh, they said, well, that bloke who opened up yeah. and did it especially on like a Sunday night or something. Yeah, you know I mean? bit of a, Listen, yeah. I'm going to give you a load of cash, get in there and do it, yeah. you've got the keys, you know. So there is that other part of it where they could have paid that bloke. Yeah. But, um, but for me... I know that um, Patterson was desperate for they're, it. They're both scallies, you yeah. know what I mean? But they were, de- they were desperate for... I think they, they 100% believed. Yeah, they, they both believed. Yes. They, they 100% believed in it. They were spending thousands of pounds and hundreds of hours out searching for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Gimlin was the guy, he was. He just wanted to see, see it with his own eyes. He thought, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go out there, I want to see this. Patterson was driven by this was going to make him his fame and fortune. Exactly, he's rented yeah. the equipment, he's spent his last money really on it. Yeah. So let's say if they're waffaking it, he says, right, let's buy a chimp suit, you know, gorilla suit. Where did they get that gorilla You think it wore that gorilla suit mail order? I'm thinking potentially, but there's two stories to this, you see, mm-hmm. because uh, Bob Hieronymus, who was the guy who's supposed to be the guy in the suit. Yeah, one of their kind of drinking buddies, and yeah. like, I say, cashed in, or they're thinking they're getting, but um, well, all I've got to do is say, I'm the man in I'm the, the man. suit. Yeah, because he, he reckoned it was horse hide. All right. He reckoned it was a horse hide suit, whereas um, was Philip Morris in 2002 came forward and said that he'd shipped one of his gorilla costumes to him mm-hmm. and ended up having, like, chats to and fro about um, how to improve the bulk of it how exactly, to improve the size yeah. of it and all that sort of stuff yeah. um, I'm not sure I don't think it was um, I, I think uh, Philip Morris is just, just claiming it I do because I think there's a lot of people in this story that have just kind of wedged their way in to make mm. a quick coin yeah and it, it's like the um, so Bob Hieronymus is claiming it's made of out of horse horse skin which mm. would be stiff it's almost like a leather yeah. so that kind of not like that kind, that of, kind of stiff where it would be yeah. that thin you'd see the muscles underneath horse <laughs> yeah no sorry was, he was also saying that the suit that Morris saw was made of a material called Dynel, which is like a fur suit sort yeah. of thing, you know. Now a lot of the suits that were making at the time, the cutting edge suits that were being made at the time was well, for, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, were pretty bad. And there yeah. were ones being made in Planet of the Apes. Yes. Now the faces that would be made in Planet of the Apes are actually very, very good. The guy yeah. who was doing the prosthetics for that actually came from World War Two. He wow. he'd formulated ways to rebuild fake faces wow. for 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 soldiers who'd lost yeah. Ears, noses, parts of the face, and he could make wow. these super, super realistic prosthetics, and that's how the faces were so good right, for yeah. Planet of the Apes. But even he's turned around and said, like, uh, he's claimed, you know, if I, he almost like, no, I couldn't have done them suits. I yeah. wish, I wish I had. Yeah, I yeah. wish I was able to do it that yeah. good. And the argument is always there. How are a couple of old chancing cowboys managed yeah. to knock together a suit that, that that's that good? Uh-huh. But um, I know at the time, you see, he was borrowing money all over the place, was um, Patterson. Yeah. And he, yeah. he had loads of debts. That he'd, and one debt was to, um, I've forgotten the name now, um, basically borrowed $700 from her, mm-hmm. uh, which is the equivalent of $5,000 in, yeah, in today's yeah. money. So with that money, you could possibly have something made. But I still say it when you go into the, the suits that were out there at the time, 1967, yeah. they were bad. They were really, you know, the top end film work, all right, they concentrated the faces in Planet of the Apes. Uh, you look a few years later at the, you know, um, 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, that look of those, you know, you think, 
there were very, very good chimp outfits in there or monkey outfits in there, but nothing like that, you know what I mean? And that were the best of the best for 2001, a few years. Yeah. That's 68, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then you, you look at the day-to-day monkey outfits that they have. They were <laughs> the day of the day-to-day the monkey day outfits. <laughs> your everyday monkey yeah, outfit. Yeah, your monkey outfit that you yeah. got. got <laughs> I do like a little fact that a lot of them, the main trade of monkey outfits were going to sideshows and stuff. Because I think it's in Live and Let Die you see it on yeah. one of them where they, they change from a woman to an ape and then the ape bursts out of the uh, yeah. the old uh, cage and runs out and scares the audience out. They all run out and people think this is the best show ever. I've got to go see what scares them. Yeah. Um, but that was a massive trade with that apparently. Yeah. They were bad. And I say again, just that fact, how did those two Chancer Cowboys sew that suit together with that shaky muscle and definition? I think to a certain extent for me... The, yeah, it, it does look good. Yeah. I think it does Even look down good. Even down to those shaved bits, that you maybe say is uh, yeah. the cast well, of the light. I mean, it could be even there. It could be cast like it could be dust. It could have had a load of dust on it. It could have been the case he's been he's been he might have been filming that that creek bed for a few hours, yeah. and he might have got dust on him and stuff. But because I don't think I still don't. Yeah, that leg, that leg's quite good. I'll yeah. give it that. You know, it looks does look like the heavy footfall of a, a large heavy creature uh-huh. walking. But the feet, mate. <laughs> well, let's get to the feet. First of all, to go around that corner, what were the Bigfoot doing? I was Te- big... taking a shit. Was she, it? She was taking a shit by the river. And so they didn't get any of it shit? No, they didn't, they didn't even think about it. You know, they were just basically like, what's that standing up, disturbed kind of thing. And they always say it's like a look of disgust in contempt. That yeah, I've heard that, yeah. And it's that bit, you caught me shit. You caught me with my pants down, literally. There. Yeah. And it's lumbered off. They raced down after the footage. They didn't just go home there and put plaster cast into every footprint of yeah. that Bigfoot leaving the area. And those footprints that came back with and said, they ain't just the film as evidence. Those footprints, those ne- those shoe footprints that you keep talking about, are properly analysed by scientists and other people. The depth and weight that they've done is yeah, pretty perfect. It was some at that size sinking into sand, you know, compared to those footprints of those two cowboys next to it. Uh, and they brought them back and they're like, yeah, you know, the, si- the size of the foot with the wrinkles and the ridges of them and the flatness kind of does how it's walking. And again, the walk isn't ain't just getting a suit. You have to walk with your knees bent and your arms swinging like that primate. It's a whole beautiful, if that fake, they have done a perfect act of that walk. I, I, th- I think... That, I mean, I know there's footage of Bob Hieronymus actually walking, and he does walk like that. <laughs> yeah, well, the, there's other bits I've seen the scientists do, trying, you know, look, you know, like some of the, I'm not saying people are obsessed with it, trying to recreate that pose. Yeah. It's done, they can do a little bit, but how long he walks for. It, it, it's true, but I don't think he's putting it on. I, I think what we're seeing is a blokes, so that's how a guy walks around. You can't uh, them legs, but you've seen the knees on it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, it, to be honest, I, th- I think the way he's going, he's just lumbering along, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got this big suit. Well, people say though you know you know bigger minds than ours that that slumbering thing is not human you know that lumbering is not something that man could just walk around with everyday life i think i think we if we go back to like for example like the surgeon's photo for loch ness monster right yeah now everyone would say no we you can't recreate that this is they said there was loads of evidence to say this cannot be faked yeah. right and then they basically put just like it was like a little diplodocus model yeah. on a little floating on a bit of balsa wood, right? Yeah. Popped it in the water and just took a photo of it. It cost pence. Yeah. Now, I think there's a lot of stuff on here where, on this particular footage, where I think we're actually sort of seeing 
or maybe mentally putting a lot more into it than is actually there. You think, oh, it's a genius, this way it's warped, the way it's lumbering, the ripple of this muscle. It could all just be the fact that that's how it's filmed, it's come out really well, you know what I mean? It's in a way, a lot of fucking look. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and the, well, for me, it's like the other thing is well is is the crest of the skull. Yeah. Now, um, where the the head of female um, uh, female sort of primates wouldn't have that crest, yeah. which the, it has. It basically looks like a male suit with tits. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's all, but the whole physique is a, is a male primate. Yeah. But, I mean, I know you can turn around and say, like, with some female primates have a different shop. It's just that they are going to be... Maybe the male ones will come out. If a male one came out of those ones, it's, like, five times as big and oh, sort yeah. of, like, really... But, basically, that male is a very male physique for a... Or it's a large creature. I have heard it again. The old Indian tales that they used to come, you know, like... And another thing, Bigfoot is sighted across the world, from China, the wild man of China, to the Yowie oh. in Australia, to... And then particular ones where the Red Indians are talked about, the... Um, crazy bears you know what I mean yeah uh, nicking women and they're supposed to be like interbred kind of size you know different sizes and yeah. looks uh, but I kind of say again it's not a primate this is just something I don't know or I really look at it as like that film and I don't look much further than it you know one the way it walks two the suit or if it's a suit the actual body with the ball packed the imagination to think, let's bang, bang a pair of tits on it, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that is, that's the thing. It's that, wild, that's, isn't it? that, that's it's, the thing that throws me. Yeah, that's a real, it's too much for two cowboys to do. Yeah, all right, they could have had a really good day. It all fell in. I don't, I don't think it, my my theory about this is I don't think it's just the two cowboys. Mm -hmm. I think Patterson has actually got a little bit of a team together yeah. to do this because it was a money maker. Yeah. And I think he wanted to make that money. He wanted to. He wanted that bigfoot dough. Yeah. yeah. And I think. I mean, he even patented the word bigfoot. He yeah. took a patent out on the. Yeah, we're, doing, we're actually out there doing a film, uh, a representation of like you know like a camp town tales. Where yeah. He's done a book already about bigfoot sightings in areas. He wanted to film them all around a campfire, telling these bigfoot stories, and it kind of blend into the stories. You know. What yeah. I mean? he, was, he was making a yeah, feature, yeah. like a mini feature film or, it, about yeah. bigfoot, a yeah, fictitious yeah. bigfoot thing. Yeah. So he and he wanted they to. Were obsessed. Were yeah. obsessed. But then again, for for that. To make a Bigfoot movie, yeah. he needed a Bigfoot suit. Yeah, which is I, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he actually bought the um, gorilla, the gorilla suit. suit. Or not. I think they were, could have been nearly up for faking it or doing shots of a man in a suit for the film, you know, not yeah. pretending it's real. But I just think they were at the right place at the right time. Another part of look for me, just that one time, they're riding all around the area, where I've had sightings of it for hundreds of years, even down to Red Indians. They were there at the right time. Yeah. You know, and, and they did see it. Well, it's um, one thing that Gimlin, because I, I, I actually believe Gil, Gimlin in a way. He's, mm. I think he's, I think, but I think he was conned as well. It's all about the morning as well. Um, Patterson were out early in the morning, you know, yeah. evening, you know, they came back, they drove, you know, literally, let's go around Bluff Creek, you know, yeah. Bluff Creek is the name itself. You just think, they're yeah. trying to tell us something. Is it a bluff? Well, weirdly enough, he actually did say there was an interview in 1999 with Chris Packham, was oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Gimlin said team on the interview he says I was totally convinced no one could fool me and of course I'm an older man now and I think there could have been a possibility of a hoax but it would have to be really well planned by Roger Patterson because he had a loaded rifle in it you know yeah. with a very heavy bullet in it 
and they're already discussed not to shoot the Bigfoot. But yeah. It's still a massive risk. You've got old fucking Bob there walking about in a big chimp suit. You yeah. Know, you never know your mate, do you? You never know what's going on in someone's head. That's how, you know, in his mind, you're thinking that's a wild Bigfoot there. He could yeah. have just drawn and fired. He could have done. Yeah, he could have done. I mean, I agree with that. thing is, though, I mean, to be fair to all the, all the accounts, it is 50-50. People, the people sort of either believe it or yeah, don't, yeah. kind of thing. It's you know? never been debunked. The and footprints from that creek have never been. You know that is just you know someone's um, plastic cast. You know the old yeah. wooden stilt trick. You well, know, well the, 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 you see the footprints. I'm not having as much really because it's like all right. They said they've got fat. You know, we've got the, the we've got we've got the film footage and we've got the footprints. Yeah. Now if they were faking it with the footprints, they could. He, he, for example, he could have wandered off when he come quick. Come over here, Bob. Look at this. You know we've got we've got footprints here. Yeah. He could have done them that evening. You know what I mean? Well, or, he could have done. You know what I mean? Or you know if that's where he doesn't know it, or they were both in on it. But there's film footage of them. You know, or picture footage of that path. The Bigfoot took yeah. the footprints there with plastic cast in them, and they brought them back and said, you know, basically explain that. He's, and people can't say I, I they're not real. The, the Bigfoot foot, yeah, I think it just looks really tough as well. It does. It does look really weird. Cause it's so flat, you know. What I mean? Yeah, it's so flat. The way that the Bigfoot walks, you know, yeah. like full foot walking up. And cause I've heard about people that there were clown shoes to put on uh, the costume. Yeah, so you couldn't. Walk normal. You had to, you yeah. know, lift your foot, lift your foot, really full foot, and then foot. stump it down but on the They head. don't look like clown feet to me. <laughs> but my 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 thing as well though is the fact that it's a pale, it's a pale coloured foot. Yeah. Whereas all of the primates, where if you've got a dark skin colour to the sort of like that, that weirdly enough, actually, um, so but basically, sort of dark skinned humans, yeah, uh, often have like pale foot pad they have a pale hand you yeah, know yeah. but as you can see if you have a pale hand you have a pale foot yeah whereas a pale rub marks you know like i'm saying like rub marks he sees pale flesh I then he sees pale feet no because i think he's, <laughs> he's got black it's got it's basically has a black sort of almost leathery face I think that's just a really airy face. I, I think the more I look at those photos yeah. of it, it looks really pale, the skin underneath uh, it. I, 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 well, I, again, I, th I think with the footage of it, I'm just, like I say, oh, I think we'll have to agree to disagree on this yeah. one. Because I love it that you're in uh, the bazaar and there's the best film footage ever. That's the most important film on earth. It beats the Kennedys, you know what I mean? Does that film for me. Yeah. It, it, that is the key to unlocking everything, and we've, we've never had footage like that. It's unbelievable. I, I agree, but to me, it still just looks like a guy wandering around in a fucking monkey suit. I watched that about 50 times last night, and I'm just absolutely I, convinced. I've watched it loads and loads of times now. I've really given it a full watch, uh, and I'm I'm saying fake. Give us a shout, Reed. Who do you believe here? Yeah. Is it Matt's monkey suit? Or is it Benny's deep dive? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, please do get in touch and let us yeah. know what you think. Or if you know any of any more um, information we might yeah, have missed or interviews please. or resources. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let us know what you think. Are you are you a believer in the Bigfoot? Or, um, Bigfoot, the Patterson footage? Or do you think it's a load of old hooey? <laughs> let us know, guys. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. For the springtime when we take the road once more for the planting and the purling and the berry fields of where we'll meet up with our kinfolk from all the world around when the gang of folk take the road and yellows on the broom when yellows on the broom when yellows on the broom and I'll get you on the road again when yellows on the broom well our kid 
it's that time. No, that time already. <laughs> Not being dueling over Bigfoot, you know what I mean? <laughs> Crossing swords, but dueling over Bigfoot. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so I thought what I'd do is, if you remember, we've, we've covered like a couple of little cryptids and things recently, yes, haven't we? You yeah. know? And that research was actually um, Deborah Hartswell. It was from her her website, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. So what I thought I'd do is I'd, I'd find out about her own what her own exa- uh, what, what got her into it you yeah, know what I mean yeah. so I've got her own account here Ooh. which she gave to uh, it's called I think it's called www.life.com and the words were written by James McMahon anyway yeah so he's the uh, he's the he's the writer of this one and this story's called The Search for British Bigfoot so this is what Deborah Hartswell says here she goes it must have been mid-afternoon when I saw it the sun was shining on us it was a lovely day really I was chatting and laughing with my friend when we both caught a slight movement in the bushes and shadows. And I was just a kid, a teenager. Now she pauses, her now 52-year-old mind scanning for the exact details of an otherwise average day within a codex of otherwise average days, growing up in Pendleton, Salford in the 1980s. Hartswell has been investigating Bigfoot and other weird phenomena since the early 1990s. For her, the search for Bigfoot is personal. She says, The next thing that happened was a huge, hairy, gorilla-type face was thrust at us from the bushes. It was a huge thing, like a man and an ape had been pushed together. Oh, that's good. It had amber, dark eyes with dark brown hair, and it had a redness to it. Its jawline was thickly muscled, and its teeth were like a human's. His nose was flattish like a boxer. It was the most terrified I'd ever been in my life. I pushed my friend over and ran screaming for my life. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. <laughs> Take her, not me. <laughs> yeah, I looked back, she says, and my friend was running too, but the creature was just went back into the greenery as if he'd melted away. I still can't explain what I saw. I didn't ask for it. I didn't wish for it. I must have looked a right state running home, my face full of snot and tears like I'd seen a ghost. I often wish it had been a ghost. There are explanations for seeing ghosts. Everyone wants to hear a ghost story. No one wants to listen to a 15-year-old girl who insists she saw an ancient ape man while she was playing in the park. And she sighs and says, I've been obsessed with uncovering the truth of what I saw that day. Ever since. God. Well, it was obviously 31st of October, Matt. It must have been like a Tesco fucking monkey outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. What we need to be sure is that I do believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. I do believe there's something there. And I almost feel it's something that he's, people are seeing, but it's almost... Uh, metaphysical, it's something that's not quite of this realm. That's my well, belief. Well, there's big theories in there now, you know what I mean? Around Bigfoot sightings, they say it's an inter- interdimensional beast, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, maybe the oldest one that's just so used to living in that realm. Uh, but you get all the UFO sightings and cattle mutilations, you get yeah. all the freaky shit exactly around these kind of areas. You know? yeah. so it goes back to high strangers, doesn't it? Areas yeah. of high strangeness and. Um, One of my favourites was that woman who was looking out of a window and the black helicopter landed in the back garden, right? A Bigfoot jumped out and still washing off of a line. <laughs> Got back in and flew off. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Bigfoot 
would drive in the helicopter. <laughs> wow, just after a stinky nicknicks. Yeah, yeah team big four. <laughs> I mean, it's well that there's a, like a UFO's landing and they got a load of fucking uh, Bigfoot get out of it and stuff yeah. like that. They were driving it. Well, the thing is, as well, it's like we were saying before about um, uh, when fact it's, it's in fact an issue yet to be released, actually, is this. We've got one now, we've got a special coming up soon. Oh, yes. Uh, and um, we were talking about how a police officer, uh, he, he, saw, he th- thought he'd seen a bus crashed across the road. Yeah. So he got out to sketch what he'd seen and the position of it and seen what equipment they might need to, to tell. And when he looked at what he'd drawn, he'd actually drawn a flying saucer. <laughs> and then that's when the the scales fell from his eyes and he could yeah. actually see the truth of what was in front of him. It was uh, some sort of spacecraft. Yeah. And uh, and it could be case here, she's seen something come down, she's, my mind's told her it's a helicopter, yeah. you know. It's fascinating, because I don't know if you touched it before, you know, about humans have been, um, you know, that bit we is it in a part of a survival mechanism he's seeing monsters in the dark you know yeah because I mean? it's just to get your flight and fra- fl- flight off fight or flight yeah uh, mechanism working you're just thinking on anything flight just- or farts mechanism <laughs> <laughs> so you see like a you know a shape you associate as a monster your adrenaline hits fucking if it is one you're ready to launch it. yeah yeah one, you just settle that down and calm down well, that's one of the theories about the big cat sightings in, in, in is it? Yeah, yeah is the idea that we see a cat shape yeah. And our mind makes it much larger in our heads because a cat shape is something we should be naturally frightened of due to mountain lions and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So pumas and pumas, stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah but, whereas, but then again, I, I do think there's something kicking about. You know what I, mean? I do. You know, it's on that film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was one of clown dreams. I swear to God, I'm going to roll around with you today. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. <laughs> We've well, got to keep an open mind. I do, I do. But you poo pooed it. It's like something to me to not say Jesus isn't real. And you're like, but he is, he's my fucking saviour. <laughs> he was just a sand wizard, wasn't he? <laughs> sand wizard. <laughs> I got someone else. <laughs> oh dear. It's like, you know, I, I I do believe in them. I do believe this. people have seen something. Yeah. Um, it's like this thing of like where a bit, when they always everyone turns around and says you know, oh where's the skeleton of a bigfoot where's the bit of a bigfoot yeah. where's this and yeah. it's almost as if they've sort of they're not meant to be in this realm anyway yeah, they just sort yeah. of drift in yeah. and out and you know it's like it's that could be totally kind of you know yeah and I think that's the same with the, what what you know Deborah Hartswell there's seen it's like you know um She'd seen something drift into our realm, yeah. which could again could mean uh, you know one of these giant. I forgot that is it Australopithecus or something like that. It's, that's a really big. What the Bigfoot is meant to be, you know, it's our species. All right, so like one of the missing link, if it one, it's one of those like uh, half not human, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Yeah, it's part of the part of the uh, evolution. Uh, yeah, that's it. So there's tiny little humans and there's gigantic, you know, yeah. gigantic humanoids yeah. which died out and didn't quite. You know, they're thinking that's what sort of this kind of thing might be, you know. Mm. No. It's fascinating. I'm gonna go back hunting. I'm gonna go try and find that bypass one again. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that? Oh, yeah, Dave's. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we, we it's. I think it is a thing we do. We, you need, we need to keep an eye out somewhere. You know, what I, mean? yeah. I think it is time. I think we're not far off our needing a road trip. I think yeah, it's definitely. autumn. We need a road yeah. trip out, and I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But um, until then, I think what we should do is keep an eye on the island and see if there's anything strange with yeah. big feet coming down. There's not <laughs> fucking Pete. Yeah, well, I might have a look for that dolphin again after all the stories. How wealthy's done. <laughs> Well, you know chance. what to do now, yeah. Exactly. You know the people have had a chance to one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a box of chocolates and a bunch of flowers. Cooey! 
your boy. <laughs> anyway, it just remains for me to say it's a big bye bye from Matt. It's a bigger bye bye, Bigfoot bye bye from Baby. Oh. Whoa, <laughs> take care, guys. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!